Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Welcome to Jesus 911 Soul Patrol. My name is Jesse Romero. And we're going to have some uh, fellow officers from the East Coast today on the show. We're going to be talking about all things Catholic. Let me uh, tell you who these guys are. A, bit, a little background. They're called the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael. Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael. The fraternity was originally founded in 2014 by Matthew Reed as a reaction against the virtually non-existent Catholic presence on the New York Police Department, an organization that was once heavily and passionately Catholic. In the time that has elapsed since then, the issues of woeful Catholic adherence, formation, and belief have only become more advanced. Having met back in 2020 at a men's retreat given by the great Father John Perricone, a, f- a friend of mine, by the way, a friend, of, uh, I know him well, he's a good man. Back in 2021, Matt and Logan Fratty, a young policeman along in, uh, in the East Coast, we'll say, banded together to relaunch the fraternity with renewed vigor and purpose. A brand new website and telegram group for members was created. Meetings have also been held. The mission of the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael is, is to tirelessly work towards the sanctification of those in law enforcement profession and thereby their families. We understand the increasingly dysfunctional field that is law enforcement profession and the sometimes overwhelming evil that is witnessed along with temptations to succumb to cynicism, depression, alcoholism, sexual licentiousness, and many other vices. All I can say is been there, done that. I, I, I get where these guys are coming from. With the secular society that as many Catholic cops are being raised in, coupled with completely ineffectual catechesis and formation, these men are easy prey for the evil one and his minions once they, they come into contact with all that policing throws at them. Stated simply, we understand that by bringing traditional Catholicism to our law enforcement brethren, in many ways we are showing them a faith that they have been denied. Many have been, have been failed by a weak, effeminate, worldly church that seems to specialize in creating what is now the second largest religious group in America, fallen away Catholics. What are not being produced in large numbers and scandalously so are devout sacrificial soldiers of Christ who have been formed and fed by the church's traditional liturgy, sacraments, devotions, and traditions. It is our job to reach out to our brethren and fill this void full stop. We have brought a good number of our brethren to see that the emasculating, unserious, and and worldly world of Catholicism in which they were raised and perhaps still reside in for various reasons is the exception to entire proud tradition of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. There are souls at stake, and this is serious work, our motto, sanctification, then conquest. So, we got both Matt and Logan on. Hey guys, welcome to the Jesus 911. Good to have you guys on. Thanks Thank you for having us, Jesse. Sure. Very much. You know what? This is uh this is this is the East Coast, West Coast connection. This is good. This is good. My other West Coast partner's not here right now. He's uh, out serving the Latin Mass. He's a altar server, and uh, he had to be there today because yesterday, uh, he's in uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, some guy with a trench coat walked into the Latin Mass, and 
he, he was the only guy there, a bunch of women there and, and the priest. And he said, this guy had a trench coat. He was a Middle Eastern looking guy. He was uh, looking around. He looked very uncomfortable. My friend stood up. He had, his, he had his gun with him. And he said, this guy, without a doubt, had a baseball bat or something underneath his trench coat. He kind of followed him around the church and followed him outside. He mumbled something or other. But uh, the fact is, yeah, the Latin Mass is under attack, uh, not only by our, by liberal modernist theologians in our church, but also by the woke left. Hey, uh, Matt, introduce yourself, then Logan can introduce yourself. I want to know who you guys are. Matt first. Go ahead. Right. Thank. Good morning, Jesse. Thank you very much for having us. My name is uh, Matt Reed. I'm a recently retired NYPD sergeant. I did uh, 22 and a half years in the NYPD, and uh, to be honest with you, I would still be there, but uh, with the vaccine mandates that were being shoved down the throat of uh, of us in New York and other places, I decided that I was uh, it was time to go. So I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in the in the meantime, myself and in uh, Logan are, uh, you know, as as you stated uh, when the uh, the show began, we know these unique challenges that face law enforcement. Um, they are the temptations are are legion. Um, you know, Logan, as, as you can see from the, the two of us here, uh, there's a bit of an age discrepancy. Uh, Logan is, is uh, a younger cop. I am uh, now since retired, but I'm very sensitive to the, the, the temptations, the lack of formation that are very profound in the law enforcement community. I was a young cop once upon a time and um, really tried to stay on the, you know, the narrow path and there really wasn't a place to go uh, within the department and, and outside. There, there was no place, really, a person is to turn to that really had that uh, that knowledge of the faith to really be able to navigate this muck that is what you see every day being a young cop in the Bronx. Yeah. And all these things that you see every day, um, it's a lot to process. It's a lot to process. And I'm very sensitive to it. And um Logan again is on the other side of the special, but he's seeing it now firsthand. And we know that we have to be there for our guys because uh to be quite honest with you, no one else w- uh, will at this point. That's right. Amen. Well, you guys can count on me with anything. I'm I'm glad we've met, and I'm sure we'll have a long friendship from this point on until until our heart stops and we go see Jesus. <laughs> hey Logan, tell tell me a little bit about yourself. You look like my sons. I got two young sons that are cops, one in Phoenix, one in Kansas, working PM shift uh, patrol. So, uh, yeah, I've got I've got the dog in the fight still. Yeah. So that's uh, that's me pretty much working the uh, the overnights now. My name is Logan. I work uh, on the East Coast, as Matt said. Um, I've been I graduated the academy in 2019. So I've been working for a couple of years now, but certainly don't have the time on that Matt does. But as we've been discussing here, you know, he hit the nail on the head the sketch of the modern cop is, uh, is not, is not great. Uh, he faces a lot of temptations. He's not really prepared to face those temptations because of the way he's been formed previously. And up until now, hopefully God willing with this patrolman's fraternity, he's had nowhere to turn to, to get that support or, or the, the spiritual nourishment that he needs to handle what he has to process on a day-to-day basis. Uh, thankfully by the grace of God, I, uh, reverted to the faith prior to becoming a cop. So I entered uh, the profession uh, with the understanding that this was my vocation. This is the work that God wants me to do with my life. So 
based on that, I knew that I needed to figure out, well, you know, I need to be a good Catholic at, at home, but I need to figure out how to do this job as a good Catholic. And so attending the traditional mass, the traditional sacraments has been absolutely key to my reversion and to teaching me, you know, the faith and its integrity. But along the way, you know, talking with good priests, you know, in the confessional and otherwise, uh, a lot of the advice that I got from them, in addition to their own, obviously sound advice was, you know, seek out an officer with experience who, whose faith you trust to get advice on these situations that you face. You know, no one can uh, better describe how to handle these things than someone who's been through it. A priest has not been through the same temptations and situations that an officer has. So while they can give you the moral principles, they can give you the scripture and all those things, which are vitally important. Mm -hmm. What they can't give you that a veteran cop who's a good traditional Catholic can give you is that that wisdom that comes from experience alone. So what we're trying to do with this patrolman's fraternity is bring together men like that, both, you know, new in the profession and older in the profession to sanctify all of us and, and make good holy cops uh, who are also good at the job too. You know, that's of course a, an important thing. We want to absolutely develop each other's skills to, to serve, you know, to really protect and serve. But that's the whole idea of this, of this fraternity. So how did both of you guys meet? How did that happen? Oh. Very providentially. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. The, that's where our, our friends, our mutual friend, the great uh, Father John Perricone comes into play. Great his Catholic priest. Retreat. Yeah, yeah, we met at his annual men's retreat in 2020. And um, Father uh, introduced Logan and myself, knowing that I had been struggling for years in this uh, in this apostolate, really with the uh, the NYPD, trying to be a... a um, really a beacon for, for, you know, cops for a place to go in this, this wilderness that is the modern day law enforcement field and meeting Logan, we hit it off and, and uh, we really, you know, talked a lot about what we can do to really bring this to the next level, because as we know, it is very, very necessary. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to Jesus 911. I got two uh, East Coast cops here with me, Matt and Logan. We're talking about the apostolate and we're going to get more into it. It's called the Patrolman Fraternity of St. Michael. I like it. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. You, so both of you guys recently launched this new and revamped apostolate for law enforcement called the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael. Tell us a little bit about it and what you guys hope to achieve. Okay. Sure. So uh, what we see ourselves as in this Patrolman's Fraternity is basically missionaries. Uh, unfortunately, in the, United, in the United States, in these times, in the times that the church is currently facing, we really are in missionary territory. We understand that a lot of our brethren in law enforcement have not been brought up with the traditional Catholic faith in its integrity. And because of that, they're not spiritually prepared to handle what the demands of the job are. And because Hold that, of that thought, Logan. Hold that thought. Here, I, I'm going to a hard break. You're listening to Jesus 911. You got a three-man car here. One LA, retired LA cop and uh, twin uh, YPD cops or East Coast cops. We'll be right back. We're talking about the Patrolman Fraternity of St. Michael. And uh, we'll see what this is all about. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, the flagship verse for this show is Psalm 69, verse 2. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. That is Jesus 911. Everybody, uh, civilian, law enforcement, military, everybody should be calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. You're listening to two retired cops, one active cop right now, talking about our love for the Catholic faith under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, under the Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We've got Matt and Logan, two uh, cops from the East Coast. We're talking about this new fraternity. And by the way, you guys have an incredible spiritual director. Father Paracone is the top of the food chain when it comes to Catholic priests. So you guys, uh, it, it, it doesn't get any better than that. I want to hear from both of you guys, because both of you guys were falling away Catholics in your teen years. So I want to hear from you, Logan, first. What was this? Give me some of the things that happened in your life that brought you back to the Catholic faith. Sure. I mean, that's a whole story in itself. I won't take uh, too much time with all the details, but suffice to say, I was a Division One athlete uh, in college. Um, it was going pretty well for me at a certain point, though. Uh, by the grace of God, I got injured. It was taken away from me, the false idol of uh, my athletic career that I was spending a little too much time, a little too much uh, spiritual energy on was taken from me. Um, and from that point on, uh, through various circumstances, it was 2016, that hot election was going on. Um, I just started to look into the Catholic faith, um, in conversations with, you know, God has a sense of humor. It's ironic. My godfather who had also fallen away, fallen away from the faith, talked politics with me a lot. And he came from an atheist point of view. All I knew was that I was Catholic, so I figured, all right, well, what am I supposed to believe about X, Y, or Z issue? That led me on the path of learning more about the church, learning more about the faith, which ultimately brought me to the traditional mass. Uh, the first traditional mass I ever attended was uh, a high mass offered by a priest to the Society of St. Pius X. And at that point, from that point on, I knew that, that that's where I belonged. This this was real. I, I didn't have a lot of a lot of knowledge or, or of the faith yet at that point, but I knew from that moment on that this was home. This is what I'm supposed to do. And from that point on, you, you know, what takes, what, what happens from there. Logan, tell me a little bit about how is it that you connected with the Latin mass when you saw what you saw versus probably going, having gone all your life to Nova Soto masses, uh, many of them watered down, effeminized, uh, you know, top heavy with women, you know, running all over the parish. When you saw the Latin mass, the high mass, mm -hmm. What is, I mean, what struck your soul? I mean, there's, there's so much, but I, the thing that I would describe about it is it, it is, um, it's masculine, it's ordered, it's mm. even militaristic to a point. Uh, just the, the, the priest, uh, God bless him, uh, is himself. I mean, just him physically, his physiognomy, he was a man. There's, there's so many priests that I had, you know, masses I had attended at the Novus Ordo where the priest just simply was not a physically imposing masculine guy that that really does make a difference the ordered movements the incense the the chant is otherworldly it's just an entirely different experience compared to what you're used to at the novus ordo in terms of what you see and what you smell what you hear the activation of all your senses but beyond that also is the doctrine you know like i said i had been in this process of conversion studying the faith you know i would i had again, by God's grace, you know, interacted with St. Thomas, St. Augustine, the, these fathers of the church, doctors of the church, and the Novus Ordo Mass I was attending at the time 
I would hear something from the pulpit directly contradictory to what I had just read from someone who's a canonized saint. Hmm. So that really, you know, started that process of something's going on here. I, I need to do a little more digging. I need to find out, you know, th this can't be the same thing that St. Thomas and St. Augustine were, you know, were accessing when they were alive. And that ultimately led me to that first traditional mass. You know, it's interesting you mentioned, because uh, the theology of the Catholic Mass is that it, it is a once-and-for-all sacrifice of Calvary made present here and now in the eternal now of sacred time. And, and, and you do feel that, your, your soul senses that in the Latin Mass. There's a song, it, there's a, a, a black Protestant song, it goes, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? It, I, I like that song. Uh, it was written by, it, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, written by black Protestants. But because the words of that song, were you there when they crucified my Lord, it actually captures the essence of what the Catholic Mass is. Because you are there, and you feel like you're there on Calvary in the Latin Mass. The, the reverence is so thick you can cut it with a knife. So uh, I'm all over what you're saying, Logan. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you probably fell away in your teen years, maybe a little bit after that. How is it that you clawed your way back, like like a crab, you know, all of us clawing our way back, back to Holy Mother Church? Tell us a little bit about what brought you back. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a long story, but I'll try to condense it. But, you know, you talk about God writing straight with crooked lines. You know, at the time, I didn't see what was going on. But looking in retrospect, there's many things that happened. And uh, again, like you said, I was falling away, like most of us in our teen years. And I, unlike Logan, about the first 10 years of my police career, I was um, I was falling away. I was at maybe a Christmas and Easter at best. I make my parents happy uh, on Christmas, and, and that's about it. But um, I got married, and my wife was uh, came from a, a very devout missionary Lutheran family, hmm. and her family were quite engaged. So that became part of my life for a little while. And um, but we were we were. We agreed that we we're going to raise our kids Catholic. And when my first son was born, um, we really made an effort to to go. And to be honestly, it was it was pretty pretty rough each Sunday. And my wife was a guest at what we were seeing week in and week out. Honestly, and uh, speaking of sacrifice, she once said, "Well, why should I convert to Catholicism when the the Catholic Mass is just like the Lutherans' service, but the Lutherans do it better?" So, so, you know, she just didn't take it seriously. She just didn't take it seriously. So yeah. things wow. happened along the way and make a long story short. When my son was just a little baby, we took him. We went to St. Agnes in Midtown Manhattan for it was a diocesan church for our first traditional Latin mass. It was a high mass. And within within the first few minutes, I knew I was home. Everything made sense. It was. It was right when I remember it so well, when the Kyrie meets the Gloria, they had this glorious choir at the time. I had never heard anything like it before. It was, you know, polyphony or something. I, I started to cry. I started to cry. I was, uh, you know, a grown man with my wife and child next to me. And I, I was so moved by it. I had never experienced anything like it. And from that moment on, I was, I was transformed my faith took on a, a, a fervor and a um, seriousness that I'd never known before. And, um, you know, 
things with the way my grandparents lived their faith, I never really understood it. And I understood it much better uh, from that moment on. And like I said, I just, my wife ended up converting a few months later after we started attending traditional mass. Wow. She, she just, and she had no interest in converting us beforehand. And I mean, none. And within a few months, she said, I'm ready. And she's a Catholic now. And she just went to Father Paracone's women's retreat last week. And um, it's changed my life. It's changed our marriage. It's changed our family. It, um, I, I could never go back. It's a part of my life. I went this morning. It's, um, I, can, I can live without it. It's, it's as simple as that. It's heaven on earth. You know, you guys, you guys remind me of uh, there was another NYPD cop. A movie was made about uh, some of his um, encounters with the diabolical back. I think the movie came out in 2004. It was called Deliver Us From Evil. It was a story of a, a guy named Ralph Sarchi from NYPD. Uh, I watched it 20 years ago. I was entertained. Uh, so you guys, you guys kind of remind me of, uh, uh, of, that, of his odyssey. I mean, he, he obviously kind of was a fallen away Catholic from what I saw in the movie. And uh, he came to a vibrant understanding of his faith, I think, through the Latin Mass as well. Well, you know, this is very interesting, Jesse, I have to say, because it's a small world. Because uh, as a young cop, Ralph Sarger was my sergeant. Ah, wow. Yes. Okay. And, and you know something is when, when I had my reversion, I called him up and I had to thank him because I was a young cop one time. Me and a bunch of guys were in a detail in Midtown Manhattan in a van. And he was our sergeant, and he says, he turns around and says, how many of you guys are Catholic? And about every, every one of us raised our hands and says, okay, how many, how, when's the last time you've been in confession? And all of us, it had been probably years. For me, it had been many years. He, <laughs> says, well, he says, well, today's your lucky day because you're all going. So he drove us to the, the local Catholic church, and he says, all right, now you're big boys. I'm not going to make you all get out. But this is very important, and I highly suggest you go in and make yourselves right with God. And myself wow. and a few other guys, not, not everyone, not everyone, but I got out. It was the first time in many years I've been to confession, and I never forgot it. And I called him up, and I said, Ralph, you know something? I remember that many years ago. You may not remember, but I do, and I want to thank you for it. That is amazing. See, th those are those moments that stick out in your mind in your journey of faith. You say, okay, this guy, this guy stepped out of his comfort zone. And and he and he challenged us, and you know he put himself out there because <clears throat> you do something like that today, you can get you can get uh, suspended or canceled or fired, and and God bless him for doing that. But uh, we we we've got to we've got to step out in faith and just trust in the Lord, and uh, step out of our comfort zone because that's that's what we are. We are Catholics are missionaries, and I know we, people work as cops and paramedics and the fire department, et cetera, nurses. But our primary vocation, we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are soldiers of Christ. We are servants of God. That's first and foremost. And I'm glad that you guys, uh, you guys get that. And so does Ralph, obviously. Let me ask you guys a question about this, <clears throat> this uh, revamped apostolate called the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael. It, so uh, I guess it used to be around before and you guys have just resurrected this. Tell me a little bit about it and what you guys hope to achieve with this. Uh, go ahead, Logan, first. Sure. So the whole foundation of this uh, apostolate is, is prayer, discipline, and fraternity. Uh, as we've been saying throughout this entire show, you know, we see this, the, the situation of the modern cop, the modern Catholic cop, 
he needs help. He needs to be brought to our Lord so that grace can take over and, and sanctify him from there. And so what we intend to do is, is build a network of Catholic cops who are devoted to our Lord, who are willing to sacrifice for him, who are willing to pray and merit grace to, for the conversion of other cops and to build you know, a fraternity of men who are soldiers of Christ. And the means by which we do that is uh, we dedicate ourselves to a certain regime of prayer, a certain regime of, of discipline and mortification, especially during Lent. We keep St. Michael's Lent uh, in August to, to the Feast of St. Michael. We take up these different disciplines to, again, merit that grace so that other cops can come to this knowledge of the truth and be taken from the camp of the enemy and brought into the camp of our Lord. That's the objective of this. And we know that in order to do that, we need to do it as a unit. And so the fraternity is a big part of it. We have a Telegram chat. Guys can talk about Logan. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, my friend. We're going to a hard break. I want to keep you guys on another segment. Uh, stick around. You're listening to Jesus 911. We got three law enforcement men talking about uh, bringing cops to a vibrant understanding of their Catholic faith. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. A real man is all about loving God, saving souls, and slaying air. We've got three men that are doing exactly that, helping other men to fall in love with God, uh, saving souls, and slaying air. You've got uh, Matt, Matt Reed, Logan Fratty, myself, Jess Romero. We're talking about... <clears throat> this uh, confraternity called Patrolman of St. Michael Confraternity. I'm, I'm very interested in hearing more about this. Uh, uh, Logan, as you were talking about this, uh, pick up where you left off, my friend. Sure. So, yeah, just at, at bottom of it, there's no organization in the country or even in the world, really, that's doing the work that we intend to do, which is, as Matt said, our motto is sanctification, then conquest. It's to sanctify cops, bring them into a state of grace, into a state of of virtue and holiness so that they could better do their jobs as cops and as men and fathers of families. Uh, what we seek to do really with this fraternity is to fill the void that's been in modern society of what used to be kind of the guild system. You know, every trade, every profession it, back in, in the times of Christendom, when the church really had her authority and her influence and position in the world that she ought to have, every vocation, whether you were a carpenter, a, a miller, whatever you were, there was a fraternity dedicated to helping you save your soul, praying for your family, praying for the depart and sacrificing for the departed members of, of your profession and supporting you in, in basically every way possible and helping to get you to heaven. That's what the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael is about, specifically for cops. I love it. I love it. Matt, uh, what can you tell us about this uh, from your perspective, this revamped apostolate, uh, Patrolman Fraternity of St. Michael? Well, I think one of the key ter words in the title itself is fraternity. Mm. That is something that is that is really woefully lacking in modern culture in general, that sense of fraternity. Certainly within the law enforcement community, having even in just some of the secular uh, groups that, you know, the fraternal organizations that there are within the job, they're all suffering. They're all having a very hard time getting members, all of them yeah. without exception. Yeah. 
So that is something that's really lacking in the modern culture um, where we come in as far as with our Catholic brethren, fraternity is certainly lacking amongst men in the church. We know that it's evident almost anywhere you go. And, um, you know, to, again, our good friend, Father Paracone, that's one thing that he harps on uh, really very, very hard is going out, you know, to get together with guys, like-minded guys, Catholic guys, uh, whether it's to dinner, whether it's to a, you know, uh, you know, some event, a pub, whatever it happens to be. Um, Cause you know, I've said to him and I'll say it to anyone um, after I do that, that puts wind in my sails. It, I think it puts wind in all of our sails to, to be able to get together with like-minded guys who, who love our Lord, who are in love with our Lord and at the same time, understand that what we were seeing before us is a disgrace. It's a disgrace what's going on in the church. The lack of seriousness of seeing millions of souls falling away. And if you don't look very hard, it seems that no one's batting an eye. Hmm. How can this be? How can this be? How can no one see this and not be, you know, I'll say ticked off. We'll put it nicely. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it amazes me. So again, having that fraternity and saying, you know, to a, to a culture of men who their perception of Catholicism is wrong, unfortunately. I was once one of those cops. I remember as a young cop, I was working in narcotics at the time in the Bronx, very busy, make, come in contact with all sorts of bad stuff. And I remember I would not... Uh, I wouldn't want to pray sometimes before going to work because the way I thought at the time, because of how I was raised in Catholicism, I thought it was going to make me weak and I was going to get hurt <laughs> because of this felt banners, you know, kumbaya Catholicism. So having the fraternity with, with our, you know, brethren and, and, and be able to, to be as men as we really are, you know, with a with a strong militaristic type faith is something that we're really looking to to uh, to bring to our our brothers in law enforcement field near and far. This is not just an East Coast thing. Right. This is this is, you know, anywhere, anyone who is interested, no matter where they are in North America, anywhere. We have another guy who's actually in the UK. Um, so anywhere we are interested we are looking to establish this on a, on a large scale because there is no other organization that we know of that is doing this work. And the existing organizations that are in, implanted in the, the police departments, uh, I know from experience, are, are not um, doing what up to the point of what should be done. Yeah, right. It's, they're, they're, they're balloons, banners, and butterflies and establish, establishment Catholicism. I get it. Yeah, I, I, the I agree. The popcorn crew, we call it. What's that? <laughs> I said the beer and popcorn crew, we call it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this organization is uh, is uh, extremely necessary right now, and you guys basically laid out the, the spiritual state of law enforcement. I know, same in the West Coast where I worked at, you have many of the guys there. I'd say at least half of the guys in the LA Sheriff's Department and LAPD, uh, they're baptized Catholics, and you wouldn't know the way they the, the way they comport themselves and behave and talk, you wouldn't know that they're Catholic. Uh, they don't seem much different from the guys that we would, that we would arrest on the street in terms of at least their vocabulary. 
Yes. And so, yeah, something like this is absolutely necessary because men, men, especially Catholic men, need to be taught how to be a Catholic man. They, they, you don't learn that in the academy. And you're not going to learn that in patrol school, and you're not going to learn that from your training officer uh, unless you've got a good training officer that's a good practicing Catholic. Yeah, we have to teach each other what it means to you know this this, this uh, what it means to be a a, a cop a, a faith-filled cop because if if uh, if you don't embrace your catholic faith in my opinion you become part of the problem you're not part of the solution that's exactly right jesse i mean i uh guys i work with you know had we've had conversations like this before i mean if you're if you are living in a way that's godless and away from the faith and away from our lord it might manifest itself visibly in a different way than the guys that we deal with who we are arresting and bring in but under the surface deep down what really is the difference there he who is not with me is against me he who gathereth not with me scattereth so we need to bring these guys who again matt and i love our brothers we believe that they at, at root are men of goodwill. They, yeah. they have yeah. natural virtue. They don't, you know, they haven't been fed with bread. They've been given stones, unfortunately. <laughs> so we, we want to change that because we do believe that given, given the true, you know, faith yeah. in its integrity, a lot of them will, would em- embrace it and separate themselves from the guys that we deal with. But that, that work has to happen. And you know, as Matt, we've been saying, we don't believe that there's anyone else really attempting this kind of work and it, it is so desperately needed that's a yeoman's job and uh and and this is you know you guys were god put you here on earth and put you guys together and even us together right now for for such a time as this uh tell me a little bit about the structure of the organization are, are there going to be different levels or different ranks tell me a little bit about what you guys are you know looking at in terms of the uh the interconnectedness of the organization sure so we understand that uh, recently there's been a bit of a loss of this doctrine, the doctrine of the economy of salvation, where you can merit grace by your prayers, fasting, sacrifices to be applied to other people. So in our organizational structure, you have guys who are full-blooded, committed, hard-nosed guys who are willing to put their money where their mouth is and commit to some real intense prayer, fasting, discipline, and those are knights. If you want to, if you're a member of law enforcement, you can be a knight. We do a specific discipline and penances and stuff like that for Lent. We do a 54 day rosary novena. We have a a certain level of dedication that is definitely not for the faint of heart, but we know Hmm. is what's needed to merit those graces for, for the other guys who are maybe not in a, in a position or not disposed that way. Under that, we have auxiliaries, which is anybody who's either not a member of law enforcement or if you are a cop and you're not ready to take that step to really go to that level of intensity, you join as an auxiliary, which is, you know, it's less, it's a little less demanding in terms of the prayer, in terms of the fasting. And then we have, you know, associated clergy. There's a couple priests, uh, aside from just Father Paracone, who've reached out, who want to be members, be a part of the work that we're doing. And so any associated clergy are more than welcome to talk with us, be a part of this. Them, we ask for, you know, as much as they can give. We know priests as it is right now are stretched thin. They have a lot of work on their plate. But masses for us, for our intentions, masses for deceased officers, 
you know, a part of our apostolate is a purgatorial society. And then if they can, you know, record or whatever it is, spiritual conferences, catechism, lectures, things like that, that can really nourish the faith of our members. That's what we would ask of any clergy who'd like to be associated with us. And that's kind of the basic breakdown of the, of the structure of the fraternity. Matt, you have anything to add to that? Well, just as far as the structure goes, um, we're doing a Lenten boot camp right now. And it's, I know we're more than halfway through Lent, but if there are any listeners in law enforcement or otherwise who want to jump, who want to jump in, they're more than welcome, either a night or an auxiliary. Uh, we're always looking for new members. And, uh, you know, again, speaking to bringing some of our brethren into understanding what real traditional Catholicism is. We've had a number of new members join us for Lent. And I was given a, a call by one of them last week. And it was, so talk about getting wind put in your sails at times. I mean, you know, he just was saying, you know, Matt, I, I never knew any of this stuff existed. How do I not know about this? This is great. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying it. Um, there's a coworker of mine. I think he's going to come in as well. I was telling him all about it. Um, so now, as far as the structure goes, it, it, guys, is, there a website, is there a website where people can uh, look, look all this up? Oh, yes. Yeah, there Good. sure is. If you just, if you just Google Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael, you'll get a couple entries that come up, uh, an article on one Peter five. Um, we have a Wix, a Wix site currently set up. We're working on getting an actual domain name. So the URL for our Wix site is a little clunky. It's Patrolman's fraternity.wixsite.com I believe. Hold that so thought. Just, I want to keep you guys for a more segment. Last segment. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Jesus 911. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526- Two one five one. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Matthew chapter five verse nine. That describes every policeman, deputy sheriff, uh, deputy marshal. This is a God ordained vocation. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter five verse nine. Blessed are the peacemakers; they shall be called the children of God. You know, cops. They run dangerously into danger when everybody else is running out of danger. They're running the opposite direction. Uh, this, this, is a, uh, uh, this is a very noble vocation. It takes a special person uh, to sign on the dotted line and to, uh, and, and to really, uh, it, it's, it's a job of service. It, it's a, and that's exactly what the job of, of, of the Christian is. We're called to be a servant of God. And that's exactly what happens in law enforcement. I've got Matt and Logan here from the East Coast. There's two East Coast cops, and they're talking about this new organization that they're starting called the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael. Uh, Logan, tell us again how people can find this, because we got cut off right before the break. How can people look sure. up Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael so they can connect with you guys and, uh, and start seeing uh, what, is it, what it is that you guys offer and how they can uh, be of service as well? Absolutely. If you just Google Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael, there's going to be a couple options that come up. The first one should be a, an article on 1 Peter 5. That's got a link to the website in it. Uh, the website itself is a, it uses Wix as a host site, so the, the URL is a little clunky. 
It's uh, patrolmansfraternity.wixsite.com. Uh, we're working on getting a domain name. We just haven't completed that yet. But if you Google us, you'll find the links that you need to get on the website. And you can just send us an email, uh, patrolmansfraternitysm at gmail.com. That works too. Uh, Matt, anything you want to add to that? No, well, just that, uh, you know, anyone who's interested, please don't feel shy. Please get in contact with us. We'd love, you know, the more the merrier. We'd like to have guys everywhere and find more guys in their local, in their, their local jurisdiction because uh, help, help is needed. Well, we'll stay in contact. As soon as you guys give, get a, um, your own domain and your own URL, I'll be pushing this every single week. Every single week I'll be mentioning your website. So I'll be sending clients your way and uh, I'll be signing up myself, by the way. So uh, I'll be looking excellent. Awesome. I'll be looking, I'll be looking right. at the website after and, and uh, sign me up, coach. Hey, let me Premium ask you a membership, question. Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is your vision for the future of the Patrolman's Fraternity of St. Michael? Give me a vision, uh, Logan. Sure. The vision is, uh, as I was saying before, that kind of concept of a guild is to have local chapters you know, all over the country. We want, to, we want every department to have a chapter of the Patrolman's Fraternity within it of guys who are praying, sacrificing, keeping discipline, doing their duty as virtuous as saints. You know, we, so we understand that this, we want this to be a national, even worldwide organization to be, you know, a household name in police families. Because as we've been talking about here, the law enforcement profession really across the country is a very Catholic profession. Yeah. Many, many departments, a good number of their members are already baptized. So it, it makes sense that we should have something like this and it's just we don't have it right now. So we want, you know, there to be a chapter in every every parish, every every department. Guys should know that when they're, you know, looking for something, looking for something more, looking into their faith, they have that place to go where they can join with other men and have that fraternity to support them. We all know we need that. Yeah, it, it, this uh, should become as popular as the Knights of Columbus. It should, you know, we should make this a household name. Uh, it, I know, especially in the East Coast, most of the cops there, you know, Irish, Polish, Italian, Hispanic. Yeah, they're baptized Catholics. And they just, uh, a lot of them just don't know their faith that well. And uh, as a result of that, uh, you know, they they start making all kinds of missteps in their own personal life. And they pay, they pay dearly for it. There's nothing like a Catholic who has a well-formed conscience and knows and lives his Catholic faith. It just makes the job so much, it makes a difficult job so much easier. Would you agree with me? Right. And not, not just easier, but even enjoyable, right? I mean, bl blessed are you when they yeah. shall persecute and revile you. Rejoice for your re reward is very great in heaven. This is, the, this is the key, the crux, as it were, of Christianity. Is joy is turning something that the whole world thinks is awful, suffering, and turning it into something that's joyful. You can only do that with with an integral, deep Catholic faith, and there's nothing like it, especially in in law enforcement. You know, one of the things I want to say about you guys on the East Coast, you guys have some of the most beautiful Catholic churches. I, I can't believe that uh, a lot of the We're churches spoiled. are turning into balloons, banners, and butterflies. Uh, you know, type liturgies. Well, I'll have you know that uh, the church I grew up in, uh, unfortunately, looked more, more like a spaceship growing up in uh, suburbia. It looked more like a, a spaceship yeah. <laughs> uh, in the felt banners and folk bands to go with it. So unfortunately, I didn't grow up in one of those churches, but there are some extraordinary churches here. But unfortunately, 
and in in the Northeast, they are not as uh, full as they should be. Some of them are very empty, hmm. uh, which is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It really is. And uh, I know I'm not happy about it. And other people shouldn't be happy about it either. And uh, we're looking to uh, hopefully do what we can with, with God's grace. Well, uh, I'm glad we connected. And I know you guys are working on a website uh, because uh, I want to be pushing this out every single week uh, to my audience and let people know about this. Because there's a lot of guys that are looking for, they, they, they say, Jess, I'm a cop and I just need some fellowship. I need, some, I need somebody to connect. Yeah. So I want to start something in my area. This is perfect because you guys already have the infrastructure. And so, you know, let's take a guy maybe like from uh, Oregon or Washington State or, you know, Texas. They'll just tap into the website and see what you guys are all about, connect with you guys, sign up, and then start their little enclaves over, you know, wherever, in Texas somewhere, in Arizona. Uh, but that's good that you guys at least have this this uh, mentality that this has to be national. Uh, and, and so you guys are basically the hub, which is good. Somebody had to take, the, you know, take the bull by the horns, and you guys did. So I, you know, I congratulate you guys, and, and uh, I tip my hat off to you guys. Anything else that you guys want to mention about uh, the fraternity of saint michael was has there ever been something like this you know in 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 the history of the church or does the fire department have something like this for catholic men or paramedics or is this is this uh you know kind of a a new ground that you're breaking well i know traditionally there were the holy name societies that were very very present on the police departments really up until maybe you know the second half of the 20th century uh, they're almost all gone. There's only a few left. NYPD ha- still has uh, a holy name. Uh, I know Cleveland does, but there are very, very few. There are very few. So, um, and I'm also very much of the mind that whereas those those organizations are part of the fraternal uh, organizations of the department, I don't think it's a good idea honestly, for this to be, have any association officially with the department, considering the politics of the modern day law enforcement profession. I've seen my beloved NYPD go, go woke uh, the last number of years. It breaks my heart. Yeah. So I don't think it's a possibility for us to have any official uh, designation with the departments. This is going to have to be its own entity and it will be better off for being so. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, we had a pretty good sheriff out here in los angeles and he just lost the last election well they stole it from him uh and the new sheriff you know the 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 sheriff before villanueva uh yeah he was he was very outspoken and uh, george soros made sure that uh he funded his opponent and he lost the race so yeah you're right a lot of law enforcement agencies they're they're beholden to to the big brothers in washington and they've gone woke so we've got to keep all these things We've got to think, keep all these organizations close to the vest and uh, detach from the government. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Logan, you have any comments? Sure. Just uh, find us on the website. At the bottom of the website, there's a little box where you could send us an email. Send us an email. Tell us, you know, your department, your rank. I'll give you the link to our Telegram chat. The Telegram chat's a great place. It's all cops. We talk about police issues, mm. issues regarding the faith, church, everything like that. And we have fun in there. And it's a great way to just connect with us and, uh, you know, start building this network across the country, as we said before. And as a final thing, if you are if you are a cop, you're active right now, start training jujitsu if you aren't already. <laughs> My two boys, that's what they train in wrestling and jujitsu. So, uh, yeah, My two boys, too. 
Mine's yeah, a boys in jiu-jitsu too, so we make the cut. There we go. Yeah, yeah they're, they're tracking in the right direction. And you know what? Yeah, realistically, I tell people that are getting law enforcement, <clears throat> jiu-jitsu, that's, that's the, the sport that's going to save your skin in law enforcement right now. Because, again, I grew up in boxing and full-contact karate. You can't do that. It doesn't look good. The optics are horrible. Uh, and so if I was a young cop, I would definitely reinvent myself, and I would, I would, I would be... Uh, I would get into the ground fighting and get into jujitsu because that completely segues into law enforcement and you can take care of business and not get in trouble. Right? 100%. Brazilian jujitsu is the way to go. I think it's the way of the future. A lot of departments are starting to realize that, I think, and invest in it a little bit more. Get ahead of the curve. It's better for you. Keeps you safe. Keeps your partner safe. It's all the way around. It's what other Catholic cops should be doing. Absolutely. Matt, any, any final comments? We've got about two minutes left. Uh, you know, just, just to, uh, I, well, I was also, I was a wrestler growing up just so I'm not completely out of the loop here. Okay. okay I wrestled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. That's great. So, oh, yeah. so that all helped right. me you know, an awful lot. And, and being a cop, it helped me tremendously it, just getting guys down and, and knowing how to handle them and things like that. But regarding our fraternity, um, I just think that it, it's really, it's imperative that we slowly, cause it's not going to happen overnight. We change the perception amongst, uh, you know, men in the law enforcement community of what Catholicism is. They've been given a um, a watered-down version of, of a jewel that is our family's inheritance. And, uh, you know, I think most of us were, were robbed. And uh, it's something that we ha- have a duty to bring to our brethren. And the more more guys that are interested, the better. Please use our, uh, our website, the email we are looking to uh, to recruit as many as we can because there's a lot of work to do. And my engineer, uh, Richard, is putting is putting the website on the screen so people are seeing it right now. It's patrolmansfraternity.wixsite.com. So we're uh, promoting it right now on, on our show. It's on the screen. So uh, we'll keep on putting it on. It's, and as soon as you guys get the, your, your own domain, we'll, obviously we'll be in contact. You'll let me know. And I'll be putting this on every single week. Good stuff, guys. We'll have to do this again. <clears throat> Thanks a lot for coming on. Matt and Logan from the East Coast. Two Cops for Christ uh, here on Jesus 911. Hey, guys. You guys will be on my thoughts and prayers, and you guys will be hearing me hearing from me in a couple days. I'm going to get a couple of friends of mine saying, hey, let's sign up. Uh, sign me up, coach. And, uh, and <laughs> hopefully can't we can't thank we'll, you enough. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll no. make an East Coast-West Coast connection. No, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Again, that puts wind in my sails, and I know it put a wind in a lot of guys' sails to all be part of this fraternity together. We need it. I ask Christ for the increase. May Christ our King lead us to, in battle. Amen. God bless you guys. Keep the faith. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jess. Thank you.